again. Thanks for tuning in to episode 60 of the Matt and Matt O'Skill Trains podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rochford, and with me is my co-host tonight, uh, Mr. Johnny. Johnny, how you doing? I'm doing good. We're uh, we're one Matt short tonight, Matt. He was his fired again. He's, he's on and off again as uh, maybe our payroll team must hate having him on there. <laughs> well, yeah, he's unfortunately uh, uh, not able to join tonight, but uh, that's okay because we still have a guest. We actually have a trio tonight. Before we get going with tonight's episode here, we'll uh, just hit some of our basic maintenance items and then we'll move on to the show for tonight. So as always, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Podbean, of course, that's our home base, uh, YouTube, as well as Amazon Music. Uh, We also, of course, have the Discord server, which is now beyond 200 members, and it's quite the happening place. You know, it's just something that we've talked about a lot on the show as a community aspect and just something that's always really great. Uh, It's a public Discord so anyone uh, can join it. We'll throw a link in the description of the video here. And uh, because this is a public Discord, you will have to acknowledge that you read the rules as this is a community server. A uh, great group of moderators, of course, including us three hosts. And so we always make sure that everybody is treated with respect and is uh, very safe in our community here. Uh, we have a new URL for the podcast, and that would be mnmpodcast.com. Find us there. All right, so the lastly, we'll talk about our Matt and Matt merchandise. So if you want anything with our logo on it, be it you know a button, a coffee mug, a sticker, a hat, whatever, uh, you can go to redbubble.com, and you can look up Matt and Matt, and you will be able to find us there. Before we start, I want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, trains.com if you are looking for a great deal on used and new model railroading products and want top-notch service then please head over to trains.com where they have over 120,000 products with new ones added every day you can also sign up for their newsletter to see newly listed and newly discounted products and receive advance notice of upcoming promotions now i've been using trains.com myself as well as my co-hosts and we highly recommend them to our listeners Now, if you're like us and you're always on the lookout for your next engine, join the Trains Rewards program to earn points on every purchase and unlock future discounts. And if you're an avid collector and want first dibs on new items, sign up for the private car membership to get early access to new listings, earn five points per dollar spent, and unlock great benefits like no questions asked returns. Now, guys, don't forget that uh, you'll need parts to keep your engines and cars operating smoothly. And to do this, Trains has a collection of 15,000-plus parts available on their website for any item you may need. And also, if you're interested in downsizing your collection or know someone who is unfortunately leaving the hobby, Trains also buys collections. So head over to sellmytrains.com to get a quote, and Trains makes it easy to sell your collection. Now, if you do plan on buying from them, please use our affiliate link, which is www.trains.com slash MMOP. You can also use our unique one-time promo code, MMOP, for $10 off a single purchase on the Trains.com website. 
All right, well, let's talk about tonight's episode. And like I said, uh, we do have a guest and our guest tonight. Well, we want to welcome Peachy from Peachy's Trains. Peachy, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I am doing fine. I appreciate uh, you taking your time to uh, come on to our little humble podcast here and talk with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for joining us. All right. Well, uh, you know, let's get down to it. But I did want to cover one point before we get started, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Now, we all know uh, the model railroading industry uh, has a large population of men. So, no big surprise there. Uh, there are certainly a good number of females as well. But I think it's just safe to say that, uh, you know, the majority are, are probably male. Right. So, um, so I would like to have a brief discussion about females in model railroading, but I don't want that to define you, Peachy, and mm-hmm. nor do I want that to uh, define the interview either, because uh, our reason for for interviewing you is, you know, based on uh, you know your channel that we love, and of course, uh, you know, you're a very entertaining content creator as well. Thank you very much. Hmm. However, uh, there are a lot of women and young girls who, you know, might be interested in getting into this hobby, and I think you make a great role model. Thank you very much. Now, I would also like uh, to give a a nod out to uh, Angela Trotta-Thomas for all her work in the industry, uh, and of course, our favorite ladies at Lionel, uh, Megan Fraser and Corey Harwell. All right, well, now that I've... Uh, uh, made everybody really uncomfortable. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's let's go ahead and get started. So uh, I asked this with uh, all of our guests, uh, Peachy, and that is uh, when and who got you started in model railroading? Yes. Um, so it, it was actually fairly recently that I got into model railroading. Um, it was my husband, actually. So one thing about me, I'm a huge nerd, which I think kind of comes with the territory of being a model railroad YouTuber, um, but I am obsessed with Harry Potter. So last Valentine's Day 2022, um, my very first train set that I got was the Hogwarts Express, um, which was super exciting. We actually, not a lot of people know this. I did do a feature video on it, um, but I have two separate layouts technically. Um, So the first one that we did started in our library. My dad, my husband, and I made a ceiling layout um, for the Hogwarts Express. And it kind of snowballed from there. Um, Our anniversary is Leap Day, um, another fun fact. And for Leap Day, he bought me the Pokemon um, Lionel Lion Chief set. Um, and we just kind of kept going from there. In March of 2022, we decided let's build a layout, let's expand on this hobby and see where it takes us, I guess. Um, but I, you know, didn't really think about it before recently, I guess, but I've always kind of liked trains. Um, that was like the big thing when I was little and I was in the backseat of my dad's car, you know, we'd get stopped in North Dakota, that's where I'm from originally, uh, and there'd be a BNSF going by, and I'd get super excited and always looked for the caboose, and then they stopped 
having cabooses and I was extremely sad um, when that happened. <laughs> um, and then at Christmas time, my mom always had a train set around our train or around our tree. Um, and that was one of my favorite things playing with that train set in the Christmas season. And that was one of the biggest things that I always made sure she pulled out. Um, so I guess there's kind of been something my whole life, but it wasn't until last year um, when my husband bought me the Hogwarts Express that I actually really got into everything and kind of went from there. I think you make a good point that it's it's never too late to get started uh, in model railroading. Yes. Um, and then as you know, my channel that started, honestly, um, RBP Trains was a huge role model for me, I guess. Uh, we started watching other YouTube channels to get inspiration for our layout. And I love his stuff. I think he's hilarious. His videos are great. Uh, there are several YouTubers out there um, that have been an inspiration for my channel. Um, but I noticed you kind of mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, there wasn't a whole lot of females uh, doing YouTube videos with trains. And I thought that was a niche that maybe I could help fill. And like you said, be a role model for other women to get into the hobby. And, you know, that's one of my favorite things is to go to train stores and train shows with my husband and pick things out together. And it's a great bonding experience for us. Um, so it'd be great if other women would like to do that, too. Yeah, you are our first uh, female content creator uh, for YouTube. Wow, that's that's exciting. <laughs> yep, it, it it very much is, and I, you know, I, I'm sure there are more. Maybe I, I'm very I'm really hoping that there are. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't really, you know, I, I come across channels as they come up, and you know, people either send them to me or, you know, I'm, you know, I I run specific railroads, so I'm always looking for those types. Like I'm a big Santa Fe guy and everything, and BNSF guy. So you know, I'm looking for people that are usually making those two as well. Um, and I don't remember how I came across yours, uh, originally. I'm trying to remember it was one of your first or second videos that you did. And I don't know, it was just, it was very, uh, you know, you're very charismatic and, uh, you came across, um, very positive. And that's definitely one of the things, uh, here on the Matt Matt podcast podcast that we, uh, that we look for obviously in individuals. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I just, I really do have a fun time with a hobby. I think the only time I've ever gotten frustrated at something is um, when it's something that I do wrong, like my last video when I had water um, decide that it didn't want to stay in my lake area. Um, and that's, that's it. But I, I really do enjoy it. And I really love making the videos. I have a great time doing it. I, it's just a great hobby to get into, honestly. You know, it's a great hobby when you have fun actually making the videos as well mm -hmm. because that's how I kind of started making videos as well because I really enjoyed the hobby and I just wanted to kind of show what I was doing in the hobby. I was so excited about the hobby itself. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, why don't I just like film what I'm doing or film some trains that I own and talk about them. And you know, that's when you know, uh, you know, you're really clicking, uh, in this hobby for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it is, it is always a fun time and coming up with new ideas and stuff. It's just, it's a nice 
kind of get away from the day-to-day grind. I got to hop in here and also say I really enjoy the the scenery you've done on your your layout and your your past layout your your new layout as well. Uh, like I'm looking at your channel right now, your your channel banner from the top down with the the lake on the side, the little farm scene, and then the downtown area. I just love how it all comes together. It's it's something that makes for such a a cozy and and inviting scene. Are you a big scenery person? And if so, what what's your favorite project you've worked on so far for that kind of stuff? Yes, I I really do enjoy the scenery aspect of it. That was kind of um, our deal when we first did the layout was he was going to do all the train stuff and I was going to do all the scenery and design stuff, which um, I still do most of the scenery and design stuff, but now we both get to do trains and play with the trains. Um, I think, honestly, my favorite project that I've worked on so far is the water features. Um, In my latest video, I talk about doing the one on my initial layout um and then I did one on my dad's layout which I show in that video as well and then this most recent one and I just have a fun time seeing how the water effects and everything works and it it just looks so cool I think and that's one of the most satisfying parts um I think that's my favorite but I also really enjoy um getting to use the drill and putting trees all over the layout (laughs) (laughs) so that's a fun one too (laughs) that sounds like a lot of fun yeah i'm matt and i are big scenery guys in fact he and i uh we'll we'll go to each other's layouts and we'll bounce off each other there's times when we'll invite each other we'll invite one another to each other's houses just to just stare at our layout and plan each other's layout and plan stuff together um, but working on the trees is a lot of fun. One of the guys on the server actually recently, uh, our buddy Greg was telling us about um, super trees, which are uh, trees that are, are super detailed that you can kind of build from your own. They're like a plant-like material that you you paint and you add leaves to, and they, they look super cool. Oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. Might have to check those out. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. But uh, you, you made mention of your um, your dad's layout, and if memory serves me right, he has a, an HO layout. How did How did he get into that? So, yes, he does have an HO layout, and my husband and I drug him into it as well. Um, So all around the same time that it started for us with our layout um, last March, we, my dad's birthday is at the end of March. Um, So we bought him the uh, Bachman, it has the BNSF, Canadian National, um, all of those cars in it uh, set from Hobby Lobby for his birthday. And brought it over and my husband just kind of decided, hey, we're going to put a layout in your house too. Um, And so we did. And I had no idea that he was into trains or that he liked model trains or anything. But um, we were over there a couple weeks ago. My sister was in town from back up north. And he was talking about how he had always wanted a model train layout and just never done it, which like I said, I had no idea. So that was kind of a cool thing to learn and to help him get that. So I also get to do all of his scenery um, and design his layout a little bit too. So I kind of have a two for one deal. <laughs> That's awesome. It's also a nice a nice way to see a, a kind of most stories you hear in the hobby are oh my my grand my granddad or my dad got me into the hobby. It sounds like you got you got, it was the other way around. You got your dad into the hobby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, no, that it, it's been it's been a lot of fun, and it's interesting seeing the difference between you know O gauge and H O gauge and that kind of stuff too. So, gotcha, gotcha. 
Matt, I'll hand the mic back over to you, man. All right, let's go ahead and pivot here. Uh, what is the origin of your YouTube name? That's a great question. Um, so I, like I said, I'm from North Dakota originally. I moved to Georgia. Uh, so my husband was born and raised. We met in grad school in Tennessee, uh, and he started calling me his Georgia Peach as his nickname for me. And so that kind of stuck. And I'm peachy. Uh, most of our online friends, we we play World of Warcraft. I told you guys I'm a nerd. Um, so I, w- I have been peachy on World of Warcraft and all of that kind of stuff on our Discord online for seven years. Um, and so when it came time to make the YouTube channel, it fit right in. It was just, yep, it's Peachy's Trains. This is what we're doing. And it just kind of followed in line with everything else I've been doing for the last seven years. So really, really important, probably the most important question I'm going to ask you, and I hope you answer it correctly. So um, Alliance or Horde? Horde. Oh, that's the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I won't, we won't dwell too much on that. I'm also a World of Warcraft player uh, for a very, very long time. Uh, you know, you know, I was playing during the beta of it and even other games like that before then, but we, we won't go down to that. That's, that's for another discussion for another time. Sounds uh, but, uh, <laughs> all right. So let's move on down to probably my favorite question here that I ask everybody. And it's probably regarded as the most difficult one and it puts people on the spot. And, and I want to know what your favorite railroad is and why it's your favorite railroad. Okay. So I have one, I technically have two, but I have one that's like my all time favorite. Um, It's Atlantic coastline. So it's kind of random because I didn't grow up in the Georgia area or anywhere that Atlantic coastline ever did run. Um, But when we started getting into this hobby. We started looking at the different engines that were available that we could model. And the color scheme, honestly, is what hooked me in initially. Um, and then I started looking into the history of Atlantic Coastline, where it ran, um, all of that good stuff. And I also feel like I've formed more of an attachment to it because it's so hard to find Atlantic Coastline anywhere. Um, they're expensive when I do find them. Um, and it's just not a lot of people carry them. So I just kind of get it. It's like an Easter egg hunt all the time. Whenever we go to a store or a show or anything, um, to see if they have anything Atlantic coastline. And in this area in particular, it seems like there's kind of a group of people that secretly kind of, I guess, are looking for Atlantic coastline, um, and we come across each other and we're like, Hey, you like Atlantic coastline too. And you know, it's a whole big kind of community of that because a lot of the, the main ones are like Norfolk Southern and, you know, Santa Fe and uh, New York central, all of those lines. Um, but Atlantic coastline is one that is more rare. And I like that about it. My other one is BNSF. And that is because I grew up in the North where BNSF is prominent and, I used to see the trains running all the time. Um, so that one's just kind of inherently, I have to have a little soft spot for BNSF 
which is hilarious because all of the other lines that run on our layout are southern lines. And I have to uh, put a little pocket in for BNSF so I can get my BNSF run on the layout too. <laughs> Gotta love the orange. Yes. And I have some orange on your layout. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, Johnny has orange on his layout, but it's not BNSF orange. I have too much daylight stuff on my layout. <laughs> so just too much to say, I, ha- I don't have enough daylight stuff on my layout. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you say that you were colorblind or something in a previous podcast uh i i am i'm colorblind but not to it's like i don't remember which it's like duratophobia or i don't i I don't i I don't remember the names well actually well um deuteranopia yeah by chance yeah it's it's red and green well it's weird there's one that's red and green but the other one's green and red right Mm -hmm. because it depends on like how you interpret those colors but yes yeah, so it is one of those. One of the things. Uh, yes. But uh, I, Cascade Green is Cascade Green, so it's not. I wouldn't say I'm very strongly colorblind, uh, but there are when there, you know, when there's certain shades. Uh, yes, de- definitely, uh, I can have some issues there. But um, nope, Cascade Greens uh, on BN is good for me, and and uh, I can always see that. BNSF orange all the time. Yes, that's the important one. <laughs> you can see um, daylight orange, Matt, then we can be friends. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to your original answer, though, for ACL. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a first of all, I think you're the first person to ever give that answer for ACL. Uh, but secondly, I, that is a really cool railroad. I love their color schemes. Uh, they're like, don't they have like a bluish or purplish it's purple so purple um, oh it is purple. okay yep it's like purple and yellow is their yes. big thing and then their steam engines were like this really cool gray tone um that i i just love those too so yeah that's what? the the purple and yellow kind of pulled me in which has nothing to do with the minnesota vikings and i am not a fan <laughs> of those so <laughs> don't let me in that <laughs> Wasn't there a ACL in the, one of the last two catalogs, Lionel catalogs, Johnny? Oh goodness, that's a Matt Z question. He would know. That. I don't mean to put you on the spot there. I was just i I was just thinking off topic. If there was, I, I remember there. I, I think it was an F unit. I don't remember it was like a, or maybe it was an E unit. I think I it was. Remember. I think it was ACL. From my experience, at least for O scale, is very iconic for the giant E units they had. Um, yeah, but I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think there was a he Lion knows. Chief one that was like a Jeep or something like that. I, I think you, you might have it, Peachy, or maybe I'm thinking of something else. I do, yes. It's a GP7. Okay, okay. I was about to say, because I know you got some, you you got really lucky at a recent train show and got the matching Premier cars recently, yes, if I, I remember did. correctly. And those yeah. are fantastic. Ooh. Thank you. Yes, I love that. That was a that was a very exciting find. They were never opened. Um, so they were like almost 30 years old sitting in the original box, still sealed. So that was super exciting to find. Oh wow! Are you uh, are you more of a freight person, or are you more of a passenger person, or you just do whatever whatever suits your fancy at the time? So I personally like the look of the passenger cars, um, but we do tend to run more freight on our layout. I but. can't I can't blame you there. Matt and I are big pasture guys. I think Matt owns a gazillion pasture sets, and then when I try to <laughs> run a freight train at his house, I'm struggling for cars. <laughs> Like what? What are these things? I, I, do they? 
if they don't have people in them, I don't want them on my layout. So <laughs> I don't see. I don't think you have much of it. The only freight cars you have are either box cars or c- cars that make animal sounds. Matt. Yeah. Oh, wait. Hold on. I I have a lot of coal hoppers too. No, I guess so, but they're all modern. You don't have as many. Yeah, they all are though. modern. Yeah. <laughs> that is one thing that I need to get more of is coal hoppers, but you know that's okay. You can never have enough coal hoppers. Yes. <laughs> I have a lot. I think I haven't even opened up that BNSF set that has even more coal hoppers. Yes. But I, I think I probably have uh, 20-something uh, Burlington Northern slash BNSF coal hoppers. Wow, that, sure. is a, that is a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. Uh, that, yeah. And I don't really run freight. So why do I own these? I have no idea. <laughs> Wait, you talked about the BNSF set that you got from York of last year? Yeah. That you still have I opened open. yet? No. So this is how this is how I'm people a collector. Get... <laughs> I'm a collector too, Johnny. All right. See, Peachy, this is how you get sealed in box pasture sets for 30 years, is people yeah. like Matt. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So in 30 years, if you see a Venus <laughs> Coltrane set, it's yours. Uh, you probably know who who's selling it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, we actually got two. Um, we got the the Atlantic Coastline, and then we also got a Southern Crescent passenger set that was unopened from the same seller at that show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That's a beautiful set. You were running those that side by a, side in your video. That is a great. fantastic looking set. Thank you. Yeah, I love them. They're they are probably my favorite cars right now. Anyway, well, I shouldn't say that. I have a penguin car that I just got that the penguins like actually move in Ooh. the car. It's really cool. I haven't shown that on the channel yet. That's one of the next ones coming up. But I'm obsessed with penguins also. So, <laughs> well, very excited for that video. Yeah. Um, you said that you so you got those from the train show. Since you're you're you know newish to the hobbies, considering you've been in the hobby for about a year, what was uh, what were train shows like for you when you first started going? It was wild. I did not know what to expect. I was kind of nervous. Um, I think my first train show, I had actually already hit um, affiliate with trains.com, and they're local here in Georgia. And so I was walking around and just kind of taking in all the sights and sounds and all of the, you know, trying to figure out, oh my goodness, what am I going to spend my money on and what can I, you know, live to part with and what do I absolutely have to have? And we walked by the train's table and this guy comes kind of jogging up to me and he goes, hey, I know you, you're Peachy from Peachy's Trains. And I was like, holy cow. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Isn't it surreal when that happens? It is. Yeah, it was wild. I was not expecting that at all. Um, Or no, I don't. I actually, that was a lie. I didn't have affiliate with trains yet. So he had recognized me just from watching my videos. And they got my information at that show. And then after that, they got into contact with me. Um, But that was just wild because I think I only had two videos up at that time. Um, Just very new to the whole thing and to trains in general um still when when I went there but yeah the the train show was just it was really fun and it was really cool to see the variety of people that go to the train show and get to enjoy it whether they're part of the hobby or if they just want to walk around and see the different models that are set up um lots of kids I should have known that was not expecting that many kids but that was really cool too to see you know 
probably hundred more or more kids um, running around the train show. It was it was a bigger train show the the first one that I went to. Um, so that was that was really fun. I just I'm glad that they exist. Um, it's a fun time to go out into the real world and interact with other people that enjoy the hobby. I feel like. And so, yeah, it, but it was, it was wild. It was not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> do you have, do you have a show that's like monthly? Um, so we don't have shows that are monthly, but we have had a few shows in our area or close to us recently. Um, so I think I have gone to three, maybe four at this time. Um, the big one, it was in Duluth and I think that one is an annual show. And then there was, we have a model railroad museum that had a train show not long after that. Like it was like three months in a row that I just happened to be able to go to train shows in different places. And then one of them, uh, we went on vacation skiing in North Carolina and just happened across on our way up. There was a train show. And so we stopped at that one too. Um, before we went skiing. So it's just been, I guess, the luck of the draw that I've had so many recently in my area. Wait, you can go skiing in North Carolina? <laughs> yes, you can. It's not well, real snow. How do you do this? <laughs> I'm, more, I'm more concerned about that than the trade show. It's all powdered mashed potatoes, man. Okay. <laughs> it is ice, actually. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it. but there is there is an area, there's a mountain, there are mountains up there. Um, they make oh yeah, snow. that's true. That, see, you're talking to like a Midwestern flat, I'm a flat person here, so. Uh, What's a hill? So, you know. We don't, we don't have any mountains that we can climb here. Hey, listen, I grew up in North Dakota. I think uh, we are possibly yeah. the flattest state in... That's <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> you, have a, you have a lot of lakes, though, don't you? Um, Minnesota. Minnesota is the land Oh, Minnesota's lakes. Lake. That's right. Yep. That's yep. right. Yeah. We've got um, Lake Sakakawea in North Dakota, though, which is like a huge lake. Big deal. Gotcha, and- gotcha. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to throw us off topic there. Um, actually, speaking of uh, now going to shows and everything, is there any plans on going to York? I would like to. Um, I, it's one that I like. It's kind of a bucket list thing for me. Um, still being kind of new, it's a little overwhelming to think about, but I definitely want to try to. Um, but with my husband and my profession, it's a little bit hard for us both to be gone at the same time. Um, so we have to plan that far in advance. That's understandable. I do, uh, you know, and Johnny and I, and we did a couple episodes where we talked about it, but we do highly recommend folks uh, to at least go once mm-hmm. if you can, obviously, if you have the means to go and you have the time to go, everyone's busy, but it is worth it just to go once. Uh, and experience it because it is quite a lot of fun, uh, especially when you go and you meet people that you've spoken to online or, you know, for us, we got to meet listeners of the podcast, uh, other YouTube content creators. Uh, so it was, uh, it was a, it was a fantastic, fantastic time. And I, I'm sure Johnny could attest to that. Oh, for sure. It was a, it was a happening time and, you know, getting to see, you know, have so many halls of just trains to just look at. And, um, the folks are all really, really nice. Uh, being able to meet folks from, from the community are great too. I mean, 
I think last year alone at, at uh, Fall York, uh, all the the YouTube guys were just kind of chilling around the trains booth, and so a lot of us work with trains. And you know, you could just go visit the trains booth, meet Matt, myself, or hang out with Jason Stuckert, RBP, Sid's Trains, RJ, the the whole whole shebang. All all the folks are there, and the fact you just kind of walk up to someone, just say hi, just talk trains a little bit, which is really nice. It's a it's a very fun show. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I would love to that. Like I said, that's definitely something that I I would like to do. I just have to figure out logistically how to make it happen. Hmm. No, definitely got you. It, it it definitely was a lot of planning from our side too, trying to get uh, three of us from Chicago, driving to Chicago out to York, PA. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's a drive. That's a drive. It is. I tell you what, it it's a drive, but it actually goes a lot faster. I think we made it there in what? Uh, although we end up losing an hour, mm. uh, but I think it was like around ten hours between ten and eleven hours. Oh, yeah, and uh, it's a pretty straight east drive for us. Yeah, that's not that bad. Well, I continue straight for like 400 miles. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, especially with one of the drivers likes to like drive 120 miles per hour. So, uh, you know, <laughs> and I'm just giving, I'm just jabbing at our friend. But <laughs> uh, actually, so speaking of going to uh, even more <laughs> uh, train shows, is there something uh like i tend to ask people like is there like a holy grail piece uh that you're like on the lookout for you're like if i see this i'm gonna buy it on the spot so kind of um we can't you kind of had mentioned the atlantic coastline uh earlier their e units and f units were big um iconic pieces of acl um, and that is, I'm looking for an AB unit to go onto my layout. Um, but I have not had one come up in my price range in the correct, um, condition so far. Okay. So that is, that is probably my, um, white whale, if you will. <laughs> like I, I would love to get, uh, one of their, you know, an, uh, the E7A uh, Atlantic Coastline is probably my favorite engine out there, but then I saw the AB units, and so now I'm kind of torn between those two. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I'm at with that. Doesn't uh, Johnny? Doesn't Itasca have an ACL? Um, you know what? I don't that... remember, but it sounds like okay. something that that Tony would have. Well, well, next time we go up there, we'll take a look for you. Okay, cool. <laughs> And you can never have too many pasture diesels, as Matt's collection has, has proven. Yeah. You should always have passenger diesels uh, available to run in your layout. Yes. I, I kid you not. He, we, we went over there to help him organize his uh, stuff one day. And um, a buddy of uh, and I, we, we took every Santa Fe F unit or a- any F unit he had. And he has a gazillion A's and a, a two dozen B units, <laughs> and we filled an entire bookshelf with just nothing but A and B units. Wow. Well, so uh, so there's a story behind that. So uh, not to get off topic too much here, but since we're talking about passenger diesels, uh, so my my goal uh, over the last several years, uh, or at least when I started getting very heavily back into O scale was I wanted to own at least one of every Santa Fe passenger diesel out there. And I actually made it. 
So wow, it, it is it is a video. I'm working on a video, uh, and I'm gonna do a video on all of them. Uh, but yes, uh, I I acquired one of each type out there. So, um, and again, that's not that's not any kind of like brag or anything. Trust me, I've I've been doing this for looking for these for quite a long time, and I have, uh, and and they're all like command control ones too. Um, I do have a few uh, post war. Oh, I actually don't have any post war Santa Fe. Uh, I do have some. Uh, non post war so i have some from like the uh the set uh conventionally run i have a couple of uh, f units uh from an oldie old rugged set back in the 90s but um yeah so it was uh, again it was just a really goal of mine to uh to collect these and you know obviously i'm a big santa fe guy so um so yep keep looking you know what uh my whole advice on that is it'll come up eventually Put your put your find finders out there. Put your antenna up. Uh, they'll come up on eBay. They'll come up on. They'll show up on trains. I think everything that I've almost always wanted has popped up on trains every now and then. And again, this is like you know not a um, you know not a trains commercial. Although we do have a trains commercial. Uh, but uh, but anyway, uh, it, it you'll find it. It'll come up. Everything usually comes around. Uh, it's this is kind of a weird industry when it comes to finding things like. I've kind of noticed that things will just eventually show up. You just have to be at the right place at the right time to snag it when it does. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, that's actually the girls train was kind of my thing before. Um, but we were going to a wedding in Nashville and we stopped at a just small hobby shop on the way that had trains and it was sitting in a display case. just ready to go and it was the right price and I was like I need that and that honestly was the first um acquirement that we had that made me feel like a true collector of that's awesome yeah that's you know isn't it awesome like when you find those gems out there especially in those smaller shops or just sometimes you find them in places that like aren't really focused on trains like antique shops or something like that you can find a lot of great buys. Yeah. No, that was, it was awesome to be able to find it. And then, yeah, I just, I had, that was, like I said, that was my first real kind of like, oh my gosh, like I'm a, I'm a model train collector. Like I have this kind of rarer um, piece here that again, RPB, you know, RBP. I don't know what I just said. <laughs> um he he did a video on it and after I saw it I was like I need that train and it was a few months later that I ran across it and I was just like hmm, I feel official now <laughs> <laughs> just say that hey folks guy yes and then, then we all know who you're talking about the guy with the hair the guy with the hair <laughs> <laughs> the hey folks hair guy welcome back folks I only tease. Chris is a good buddy of ours. Yeah, we um, <laughs> yeah we had him on too. Yeah, we we like Chris. He's a good friend of the podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, that girl strains. He's uh, also in the Discord. Awesome. He is. He is. He will uh, pop in the voice chat and, and hang out with folks from time to time. So keep an eye on that if you ever want to meet him. Yeah, absolutely. Shameless shameless plug for the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> if I wasn't in it, I would have definitely joined for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have one last question, then I'll throw the microphone over to Johnny. 
so my last question is, uh, is there anything you wish you would have known before you started in model railroading? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, Hmm. Well, <laughs> probably uh, how expensive the hobby is. Um, that <laughs> I kind of knew that though. Um, but honestly, I don't know. Um, gosh. Sorry, I, guess, I don't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I think it. Not that anything would change, um, but if I would have known how all-encompassing the hobby is, um, because it's not just collecting, it's um, doing the the scenery and wiring, and you learn a whole lot. You learn carpentry, um, so, you know, I don't think I was prepared for everything that the hobby entails before I started. Um, and I would not look back again afterwards. I absolutely love it. And I love everything that I've learned. And I have a great sense of accomplishment when I finish building something for the set um, or, you know, doing some designs and that kind of stuff. And it's, I don't know, getting under the, getting under the layout and running all the wiring and stuff like that is fun too. So, but uh, that probably would have been a good thing to know ahead of time because I had no idea that I was going to have to figure out, or not me, but I guess my husband, um, have to figure out how to do all the wiring <laughs> and all of that stuff um, to make the trains actually run. That's actually a really great answer, too. Uh, I think it's good for folks to know that, you know, this is definitely not a linear hobby. Like, there are so many branching parts of this hobby that teach you different skills uh like you said you know carpentry uh electrical um you know working with smaller components uh there's a, a mechanical part of it as well yes uh and of course you know we we all have our own skills you know I'm <laughs> uh, uh the electrical side you know no problem there you know uh, uh I'm uh, I consider myself pretty skilled in that department uh, on the woodworking side, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was very lucky. My dad went to school to be a carpenter, uh, so I had a built-in backup <laughs> for that. I'm telling you, like, if there is one person or if there is one job skill that you want to have a friend that does it, having or knowing somebody that's a carpenter is like a huge plus. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I can't imagine working the layout without having a, a, I'm not, um, I'm not a carpenter by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I can't imagine my layout had I not had my like uncle help me with that. I, I would have been, Oh gosh. Um, I think I was probably still be on the floor to be honest. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, but I do like, I do like my scenery and having a table. It does have an advantage for that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I had my brother help me. Um, he's not a carpenter by trade. Uh, but you know, he does, uh, HVAC and stuff like that. And he's a pretty handy guy and he helped me, you know, get the wood cut that I needed to cut and attach the, uh, you know, legs and everything like that. So, you know, thanks. Thanks brother for helping me there. Okay. Uh, well that ends up the questions that I had. So I'm going to go ahead and pass the, uh, the reins over to Johnny and, uh, he can, uh, ask you his questions. 
Sweet. Thanks, Pat. I think I actually, I actually asked a decent chunk. I'm just kind of going through the show here, just us talking. Um, but kind of talking about layouts and stuff. Uh, you did make, uh, you did tease that you had a, a new project that you were going to attempt on the, the layout. And I think this is going to be a new, new Cine project. Uh, did you want to elaborate more or if, uh, if you catch my drift on what we're talking about there? Yes. Um, so I am building a mountain on my layout. Um, so in the most recent video that I posted, I kind of, you can see the area behind me. Um, we bought a Coca-Cola trolley and decided to do kind of an elevated loop on the layout. But um, the other stuff that I have planned out, I'm actually going to do uh, two separate towns and a farm in the middle. And so having an elevated loop over all of that really didn't make sense. So we did just a closed loop. Um for the trolley to kind of go in and out of the mountain. And it's going to be a pretty big one. Uh, basically just the front kind of third of the track is actually going to show out of the mountain and everything else is going to be inside of it. I have never built a mountain before. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have a kind of a game plan, but it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, and I'm not quite sure how it's all going to fit together but we're going to do it so i'm very excited <laughs> those those projects are always really fun uh, i remember when i did my my mountain on my lap for the first time um i had no idea what i was doing i was following one of eric siegel's tutorials like to a t and also just kind of messing around with things um but they're very fun definitely a couple day project but i think you know that's the kind of thing you want to do with the layout it keeps you busy and and challenges your skills um recommendation if you're having since you're doing a, a tunnel portion uh if you haven't considered it already, uh, access hatches or holes to try yeah. to, if anything derails, that's a big one um, that some folks tend to forget. And then you have big headaches later. <laughs> yes, I actually do have a plan for that. Um, we're going to do the mountain mm -hmm. in two separate pieces, and the top piece is going to lift off completely if I need it to. So Perfect. already thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> Will we see more water features from, from the mountain by any chance? Since you, you, you seem to have a, a love for, for doing those. Any waterfalls maybe? It is possible. I haven't completely uh, designed and thought out how I want to do the mountain yet. Um, so there is very possibly going to be a water feature on it. It's going to be a lot of um, stone. I know that it's going to be more stone than shrubbery and trees and that kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So there may be some running water down there. Ooh, gotcha, gotcha. That's going to be cool. I'm very excited for that. When you announced that in your, your last video, I got very excited. I was like, ooh, it's going to be a really fun video to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, you know, it's, it's a whole thing to do. It's a huge project. Cause it's, I mean, it's probably going to be two to two and a half feet tall. Um, and it's Ooh. basically, yeah, it's going to be huge. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's basically going to encompass that whole back corner of the layout. Um, so it's, it's quite the undertaking, but I'm excited for it. That's awesome. I love having stuff like that. Just kind of have a because for me, I, you know, I, I you were I, I work throughout the week and uh, on the weekends is is my time to to work on a project and I lay out. I find something and I I try to fix something or do a scene that I've skipped and it, it gives a, a sense of a satisfaction once you're once you're all done with it. Absolutely, yeah. That's I do week weekend stuff and then that's one of my after work uh, relaxation projects also. So, <laughs> uh, same same here. Um, another thing I noticed about your layout that I really like, it, it's something that not not too many people do, and it's something that Matt and I have in our lives, and I noticed you had one. You uh, you have a backdrop on your layout. I do. I, I do. thought that was really nice. Thank 
Thank you. Yeah, we um we got it on our our original layout, which it's actually really funny because the first video I posted ever um was the first layout run, and then let's see, and that was I don't even know when that was, but then I the next one I did that was my updated layout run. Um, by the time that that video was posted, I had already torn down the layout. Um, but we had decided, I can't remember who, one of the YouTubers had um, a video where they were putting up a backdrop in their train room. And mm. I decided that I wanted it. Um, and so <laughs> we learned from that because when I, you learn a lot on your first layout and you learn what not to mm. do. Um, so my layout was already pretty much done the old one when we bought that backdrop mm -hmm. and uh, one of the very valuable lessons we learned was if you're going to do a backdrop probably try to install it before you finish your layout <laughs> so that <laughs> was like the first thing that went up in the new train room <laughs> but it um it's just a vinyl and i can't remember where we got it from we bought it online somewhere um but it's just a vinyl backdrop and we actually attached it with double-sided tape uh, mm. both times so it was super easy to take down and it's really easy to reattach if we need to or re reposition um but yeah both times double-sided tape on the back side of the vinyl stick it to the wall and you're good to go uh trainjunkies.com you get it from them yes that's who it was yes that in fact it is interesting you say it because that is where mine came from and in fact i I believe that is where Johnny's came from as well. Correct. Yeah, I actually just got got one recently, and I I had um, a hand me down from a, a buddy of ours, Sid's Trains. I had one from him that he was supposed to use on his layout, but uh, he just never ended up using it. I used that, but it's uh, a, a beautiful backdrop. It's a giant like uh, Rocky Mountain scene, but the problem is it's on a lake, and you know you don't want to see your trains drowning in the lake if that's not the scenery <laughs> you want to look for. So uh, I replaced it with a scene of Mount Shasta from Train Junkies and. Uh, I, everyone has a different method of putting up a backdrop. Uh, Double-sided tape is the most common or just, you know, adhering it to the wall. I have a very unique situation where I have um, the electrical box on an unfinished basement wall, and I can't really finish my basement um, for the for, since it's my folks' place. So I end up uh, vel industrial strength Velcroing it to the, to the uh, electrical box. But, hey, I can take it down if I need to, and it works, so... You know, and I love how your your backdrop looks on your lad. It really it really changes the look and kind of helps you get more immersed in the scene. Thank you. We actually yeah, uh, we painted our train room also kind of a sky blue, so where it, the backdrop isn't, it still hopefully kind of gives a nice illusion, anyways. Mm hmm. For sure. For sure. That's awesome. Is there anything else that you're looking to add to the layout besides uh, besides the mountain and other stuff like that? Um. As far as like big scenery things, I don't think so. I actually have a part of the new layout that I haven't shown yet. Um, and that's another thing that I've been meaning to, but we have a um, train yard. Oh, yeah. And it, it's, um, it's really cool. So I had a train yard on the old layout, um, but it was very small. It was maybe you know, 16 inches by maybe 24 ish inches. Mm -hmm. um, this one is uh, quite a bit longer. I think it's, three or four feet um, long. And so I have, I want to feature that um, either on my Instagram or on the, I mean, I do want to show it on, on YouTube too, but um, that's a pretty big, that was one of my, my first things that we 
got taken care of. And actually, I was listening to your podcast with PGH, and he was talking about his foam pieces that he does. Oh, the Billy Flats, yeah. Yeah, and I have two of those on my layout, actually. Oh, One of them is in my have? train yard. Um, so I have the the uh, the train depot building, basically, where you store trains in. Mm-hmm. I have that in the train yard, and then um, we are layout is a southern layout, and I don't know if either of you have ever heard of Rock City, but um, it's in technically Georgia, technically Tennessee. It's like right on the border. And it's kind of an attraction in the area. Well, when it first opened, it opened during the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. And so their their form of advertising for Rock City was to paint barns that said Sea Rock City and C7 States and all this stuff. And, and they painted all these barns across the whole country um, to advertise people to come to, to Rock City. And so I have one of those um, on my layout also from him. So... That's Barn awesome. That says Sea Rock City. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not aware of that city, but I am aware of the Kiss song Detroit Rock City. <laughs> if that has any merit. <laughs> yeah, those rocks, those barns with with, uh, with Rock City on are very popular. I know, I know. I think if memory serves me right, I think RJ has one. I think a couple of the guys on on YouTube have them. They're very very popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we went to Rock City, we went and saw it. So after that, and I figured out like what it was, I was like, I need one of those barns for our layout right now. <laughs> <laughs> now this is going to be, uh, this is more so just a me being a nerd kind of question, but uh, are there any any items from like your other interests that you want to incorporate? Like any, like uh, some people like including like, figure, like figures or little references to their other interests, like games or, or other communities that they're part of is there anything you'd ever want to sneak into your layout yeah um and so i like i kind of already talked about it, but like okay so i i have a very wide array of different things that i'm interested in but um so the penguin car is one of the ways that i'm sneaking my interests onto the layout <laughs> um but yeah i I don't know how I would incorporate some of this other stuff, like the the World of Warcraft and Pokemon and that kind of stuff. But I might put some little Easter eggs in our downtown area. Um, I did um, get a hobby store uh, to go on the layout, so I could potentially incorporate some things around there um, on the layout that include my nerd uh, things that I like to do. <laughs> Oh, I completely get you there. I did you, actually. This is a this is a weird one for Lionel. Do you know Lionel made a an official Pokemon set, like a I, starter set? I have it. You yeah. have it. How is it? I've yeah, always been curious. She, she said that in the beginning. I did. Yeah. Okay, um, I got you. My apologies. Oh no, no, you're good. I actually really like it. Um, it's a steam engine, and then it has um the car. So it has a car on it that there's two Pokemon chasing each other around, and it goes around as the train goes around, and I really like it. It's kind of more basic as far as some of the stuff that the other stuff that I have. Um, but I, I really do like it. I think it's a really fun train and especially for a starter set, I think it, uh, it has a lot of really great features. Oh, for sure. I remember, I remember a friend of mine who was, uh, not into trains. She saw that get announced on the official like Pokemon shop and she's like, look, look, Lionel did a thing with Pokemon. I'm like, what? No way. Is this real? And uh, crazy enough, I see that set. I've seen that set show up at a. I, I go. To, I'm a 
I'm into nerd stuff too. I go to conventions a lot. Saw a vendor at a convention selling one of those starter sets. Is the last place you expect to see Lionel trains, but no kidding. So cool. <laughs> That's awesome. all right. I have a little suggestion for you, Peachy. Mm-hmm. So you build your mountain, okay? Mm-hmm. You got your mountain built, all right? So on a very faint corner of it, build like a very small Thunder Bluff replica. Oh, that is brilliant. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> I'm actually going to write that <laughs> I, down. <laughs> I would be, <laughs> that would be so cool. So I had thought about incorporating something too, but um, I, my layout is a Midwest layout. Uh, I don't have any, uh, any uh, elevating or declining mm-hmm. landscaping except for my elevated subway track. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I'd be interested. Give that a, Think about that. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely thinking about it. I think that's actually a really good idea. <laughs> That'd be really cool, though. I, I love doing little little stuff like that. Um, I think I, I did this for. I, I had a scene. I got a bunch of uh, figures. I'm getting custom 3D printed. I think I want to make a little scene on the top of my my mountain for that. But just kind of finding ways to sneak stuff in there and just kind of you know have your your interests intermingle is is always fun to do. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Is there anything you would love to see done in the the industry in terms of like car, like train cars or stuff like that, that you think would be cool to see Lionel make? You know, honestly, I don't know. Um, I'm like I said, I'm still pretty new into it. So I'm still finding things that I didn't know have been made. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a hard question for me. (laughs) Gotcha. My apologies there. Oh, all good. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, lots of fun stuff, lots of fun ideas. And, you know, it, it's that's a nice part about this community is that you can, um, you know, people help inspire each other with the ideas and you can watch someone's YouTube videos like, oh, that's a cool, I want to do that in my layout. Or, oh, I, I didn't know that train existed. I want to get it like you did with Chris and uh, the, the girls train. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I do have to say, now that I'm thinking about it a little bit longer, I know that um, I know that Lionel has partnered with Disney and they're doing their um, 100th anniversary stuff. But if they would do like an exclusive Beauty and the Beast something, um, I would be extremely interested in that. You know, there's actually, funny you mentioned that. Uh, we have a guy on the Discord server. Uh, he's a good friend of ours. His name's Carmine. And he is buddies with, he, he is a Disney enthusiast through and through to the point where he even knows the Imagineers personally. Oh, wow. And Carmine is the king of customs, especially for Disney. Uh, he has taken a bunch of the MTH, like early American engines, and has turned them into the park engines, has made engines that have the sounds, uh, modified that had the sounds from the park. And in fact, Beauty turned one of them into a Beauty and the Beast themed one, where it's the color of her, I think it's her, like her ball gown dress in the yellow. Yes. And then the steam dome is actually the glass dome with the rose inside. And then the tender, instead of having like logs, it's all the books. Oh my gosh. If you could see my face right now, that is the <laughs> coolest thing I think I've heard in a while. <laughs> he's on, he's on the discord server. I don't, he, he must, he did. Did he post it on the discord server, Johnny? He probably did. He's, um, I believe he's fairest of them all on, yes. on, instagram he posted all that stuff on there but he is the king of disney customs um definitely recommend checking him out he's he's just a fun guy to talk to yes i mean his his name wouldn't suggest that at all but 
you know, he's a big Disney guy. <laughs> yep. Ferris <laughs> underscore of underscore them underscore all underscore S T S R T and the number eight is yes, Carmine. I just found him and I am now following him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he makes great stuff and a uh, big, big Disney enthusiast. So if you ever want anything Disney made, he's the guy to talk to. He can make it, he can make it happen. Awesome. Thank you for that. That's good to know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I, I did have something. I wasn't sure if you were done yet, Johnny, but I did have another question for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go for it, man. Um, I don't think we uh, we touched on this at all. and it, it was something I wanted to ask you. We may have talked about it just briefly, but so you're you're brand new into moderate running. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, you, you create a, a layout. You, you're, you know, you're working with your husband and your dad and you're going to shows. But like, what was your motivation by like just deciding to make a YouTube channel? So I just, well, to be fully transparent, um, I used to stream on Twitch um, when I played World of Warcraft and I did not enjoy it very much. I, um, I did, but I didn't. I feed off of energy and feedback and that kind of stuff when I'm doing things. Um, and so streaming to nobody is hard when you're first starting out streaming on Twitch. Um, and I just kind of lost interest in that. Um, but I do like interacting with people and I like being on social media and that kind of thing. Um, and so when I had started watching some of these other YouTubers, uh, and doing their train stuff, I was like, Hey, that's a really good idea because I can still be interactive and still be on social media and kind of um, do the things that I enjoy doing, but I'm not feeling like I'm talking to myself for, you know, six hours. Um, So that was kind of the, the initial like thought of it. And then kind of, like I said earlier, just reaching a different demographic that maybe some of these other aren't you know women maybe will be more interested in the hobby if they see another woman doing it and enjoying it and having a fun time with it and you know that's why I kind of do a variety of videos too it's not just running trains or whatever I did the a Christmas video I did the Harry Potter one um, I'm showing how I'm doing scenery and stuff like that because you know like we said earlier there's a lot of different ways that you can be involved in the hobby And so I want to show that off too. And so I I really just wanted to share that aspect of things. And then to be honest, um, I have some family that it's not easy to get them over to see our layout all the time. And so it's kind of nice to have them be able to just go in to YouTube and see what we're doing and kind of keep up with us um, that way too. That's actually a really great idea. Uh, you know, using it as a, a connection piece for for uh, relatives or family members or friends who, you know, you want to show them the hobby that you're working on, but obviously they can't always come over. So here you go. Yeah. So, so subscribe. Mom and dad, subscribe to me on YouTube. Yes. That was actually a, a mass family text that I put out to my parents and my sister. I was like, <laughs> hey, go do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I can really relate to you on the, on the Twitch part. Um, it was something I originally had thought about as well. Uh, and it, it, it's, t- it, it's, it's a tough market. It is so saturated now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is very, 
you know, especially with World of Warcraft now, it's, you know, again, I don't want to get into World of Warcraft, but it's obviously not at its peak that it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of like doing like videos and stuff, I've done a couple of uh, streaming videos where I streamed uh, Train Sim World a couple of times oh, on my yeah. YouTube channel. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I actually had a decent amount of people come in. Uh, but it's it's a commitment. Like, you know, it was like two or three hours. We're all busy with a million things. Yeah. So uh, it's a very hard niche to to create. But I think your answer was is fantastic, is making a YouTube video. Well, you know what? I'm just going to film something I'm going to do anyway, right? Yep. So y- now you're pulling double duty on something, and it's so easy to take that and say, you know, I'm enjoying this. It's fun. I bet you there are other folks out there that enjoy that. And I could tell you, there is a giant audience for folks uh, in the how-to area for modern railroading because uh, it is, def- like you said before in the beginning, you know, this is not a very linear hobby. There are so many skills involved, and we're not all masters of all these skills. So when we want to know how to do something, well, maybe somebody in the industry has done this, and I can see how they did it. Yep. Yeah, that... Um... It, and I like that it's on my own time. I kind of keep weird hours. I'm a night owl. Um, but I also don't like getting on the computer or doing things until later at night. Like, so, yeah, streaming for me just uh, my hours did not co- coexist very well with that. But I do like that I can record a piece here, record a piece here, you know, edit it together later and throw it up when I'm ready. So. Well, I think there's a lot of you out there that are excited uh, to watch you uh, and uh, what's coming next on your video. So, you know, obviously we wish you much luck in your uh, into, into, in your YouTube career. Um, it, it's, it's a great place to be. I, I've been on YouTube for a long time. Uh, YouTube can be trolly. And, uh, and I'll tell you a little advice. When you get your first troll, that means you've got there. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I'll remember that. <laughs> <laughs> you're like i did it i did it so, somebody took the time out to to troll me or you know or or whatnot but uh you just tend to i just tend to roll with the punches and i, I accept people are going to come on there and make rude comments and you know it, it, what are you gonna do but uh you know i again your name has been passed around uh in the discord a few times um hey watch you know watch her she's got a great channel you know she's doing this and and uh obviously you've you've got a partnership with trains and that's awesome uh you know of course you know we also partner with trains mm-hmm. uh and we love uh everything that they do and if we if we didn't believe in what they did we obviously wouldn't be uh sponsored by them absolutely yes thank you i uh that, it's really nice to hear that you know people are i mean i see I see people responding and I see the views and everything, but it, it's nice to hear that, um, that it's having the effect I want it to. So are you, um, because I've only seen you on YouTube, mm-hmm. do you have any plans or are you kind of, uh, moving around or moving, stretching out to other social platforms? So right now I do have an Instagram as well. Um, and those are the two main ones that I'm, I'm kind of on right now is YouTube and Instagram. Um, and I had thought about TikTok, um, but I am going to hold off on that until I find out if it's getting banned or not. So possibly. 
I actually started a channel on TikTok, but I think I think I might have uploaded one thing. I, I don't I don't think it's the platform for me at least. Or <laughs> you know, the I don't know if there are people that are consuming content, you know, that I make that are on, on TikTok. TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh my daughter is a TikToker, so <laughs> she's definitely not looking for uh, uh at least with the hobbies that she's interested in. It's definitely not model railroading related. Yes. I um the only reason I even con- contemplated it, because I had that same thought, was that um, who's going to watch this on TikTok? But I did run across a guy, a kid, I should say. Um, he was like 14, I think. And he has a train TikTok, and he gets quite a lot of hits on it. So I was like, hmm, maybe, maybe. There is definitely success to be had on there. We actually have one of our one of our listeners uh, in our Discord server Uh Another another buddy, Greg. He uh, he is quite the following on there. He makes some very very entertaining stuff. But it's definitely a hard hard demographic to reach on TikTok for mm-hmm. sure because it's its own its own its own culture. And I'm very used to the traditional like YouTube style content. That's what I'm not used to. So I, I don't think I could ever make the transition over. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. That's kind of I'm you know I think still kind of young, but I am not you know, by any means, a, I don't know. Uh, YouTube and Instagram are, are good for me right now. Those are the platforms that I grew up with that I know how to use. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same. But, uh, Facebook too. Um, yes. I've had a lot of success. And the great thing about Facebook is because Facebook owns Instagram. Um, when I post an Instagram post, it'll automatically post it to my, you know, WC Monterey Road Facebook page. Yeah. So I kind of like, Two for one there uh, when I want to post uh, information. That's not a bad or idea. Or one for two. I don't know. I don't know. What, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> but yeah, that's something to think about too. Face, Facebook is a, a, a definitely a great place. It can be, you know, there's obviously some dark sides of Facebook, but uh, at least from the modern railroading side and in some of the groups, and especially if you're interested in finding, you know, ACL stuff, mm-hmm. there's a lot of great um people selling items on Facebook, especially modern railroading stuff. And I'll bet you'll be able to find find and pick up a few ACL items. That's actually a good idea. I think I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> Say ACL and I'm in. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, I didn't have anything else. I'll pass it back to Johnny if he had anything. No, I'm. I think I'm... Through my uh, the list of questions I could think of, I thought a couple more during the show, but I think I... I think I uh, checked everything off my list. Unless uh, Peachy, you want to bring up anything there? Um, I think I think we touched on pretty much everything that I had thought of. Um, I had a couple ideas, and I think that we had kind of weaved our way through through most of them. I think we I think we hit pretty much everything. Okay, excellent. Yeah, and it, we're, we're just over an hour here, so, you know, around where we usually are uh, for these type of interviews. But uh, I do want to take the time to say, uh, you know, number one, thank you for taking the time out to come on our podcast. We love bringing content creators uh, on here and talking to them. Everybody has a different story, you know, how they got started, you know, their the name of their channel, uh, inspirations and stuff like that. So we like to hear people's stories. Uh, and then of course, uh, number two, uh, just to help people, uh, you know, get their name out there and, uh, you know, get people come onto their channel. So, uh, again, folks, uh, you can find uh, PG on YouTube. You can find her on Instagram. Uh, 
Uh, we'll put her information in the show notes. Obviously, we're going to let Peachy uh, discuss and give out her social media tags and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, again, Peachy, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Yeah, thank you so much. It was a blast having you on and, and talking to you. And we're really excited to see what stuff you're going to be uh, bringing to the table with your your channel. I'm very excited for your future content here. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Um, it really does mean a lot to come on to your podcast. Um, it was a very exciting thing. I, I won't lie to you. I kind of danced around and jumped up and down when I got the email from from trains. Um, so really, really thank you guys for that opportunity. Um, it's really been a very humbling experience with kind of how quickly everything exploded for me um, on YouTube and everything. But you can find me on YouTube at, um, at Peachy's Trains. Same with Instagram and um, my trains.com code is also peachy strains. So pretty much anywhere that you're looking for me, just type in peachy strains and you will find me. Awesome. Uh, Johnny, how about yourself? You can find me on YouTube at Audamus. That's A-U-D-A-M-U-S. I've actually got a video in progress right now where I've actually been doing some scenery work myself and redoing my yard since it's been two and a half years since I've touched that side of the layout and done some scenery. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, subscribe to the channel and you'll see that showing up in your feed soon. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Autumnus underscore trains. I post a lot of pictures of my progress and I'm a lot more active on there than I am on YouTube. And last but not least, you can find me on Discord on the Matt and Matt O'Scale podcast Discord server. I'm usually scrolling through the chats, uh, making comments about the daylights, and then making a fool of myself in the voice chat. So come on down. It's a lot of fun. You can find me on YouTube at WC Model Railroad. I'm on Facebook as WC Model Railroad. And uh, guess what? I'm on Instagram, WC Model Railroad. So pretty easy to find me out there. Uh, and uh, I want to thank, uh, obviously, uh, all our listeners. You know, you are the reason that we're doing this podcast. Uh, we wouldn't be doing it without you. Uh, we see the numbers. We see the downloads. Uh, and we really appreciate uh, everyone uh, taking the time to download and just kind of listen to our, you know, listen to us chat, um, you know, because we love doing this and we want to continue doing it. So, and uh, you can help us obviously by uh, leaving some feedback, you know, let us, let us know what you think. Uh, go on our Facebook page, uh, go, if you're using any kind of uh, podcasting app, some of them have ways of giving feedback. So you can give like stars or comments, write a review all that stuff uh, helps uh, drive this podcast, uh, you know, drives the algorithm, uh, puts us out there for more people to find us as well. So uh, thank you to, uh, again, to all the listeners of the Matt Matt Podcast. And with that said, uh, I wish everybody a wonderful night. Take care, everyone.